Hello. Heyo. I'm Iz. And I'm Seish. Welcome back to Iz and Seish. On today's episode, we'll be talking about apartments, searching for a place to live, moving, apartment essentials, and more. But before we get into today's topic, let's take a few minutes to share our penny thoughts. What's a penny thought, you ask? Hmm. Well, it's quite simple. We ask each other the question, a penny for your thoughts. We share whatever's been on our mind this week. Anything is fair game. Is a penny for your thoughts. Okay, so my penny thought I actually thought of while working on this episode of the show notes. Um, I, okay, I really enjoy reading advice columns, and I think I could be somebody who would write an advice column. It's always easier to give somebody else advice than to give yourself advice or to actually take the advice, but I do feel like if people have questions, I can at least try to give them help. And this episode feels a little bit like giving advice because we're talking all about what to do when you're getting your first apartment. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to share. I think that would be awesome because you give me great advice for starting. (laughs) But um, it's funny that you bring this up because I was actually reading this article the other day. (laughs) (laughs) So I was actually reading this article the other day about the 20 pieces of advice that every like 20 something year old has to hear. And it's, it's, it wasn't bad. It was just like, it was a little bit negative. I would probably wouldn't phrase it that way, but I feel like you give a lot of constructive feedback and try your best not to do it in a negative way. So I would totally read, read your column, probably submit a few things. Ooh, interesting. I appreciate that feedback. You are my first advice letter. Maybe we'll do a, hey, readers, listeners, if you have questions or you need advice on something, send it in and we'll, we'll pilot my advice column. Um, Isabel's penny thoughts will turn into her advice column. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's my penny thought. Seish, a penny for your thoughts. So my penny thought this week is about delivering bad news. I feel like the question that's been on my mind has been like, is there a good way to deliver bad news? I'm like thinking about when people are in situations like when they have to break up or like, I don't even know, like tell someone they're fired I have no idea whatever bad news you have to deliver like is there a good way to do it so I actually googled it (laughs) (laughs) so the google snippet told me when the time comes to deliver the message try to be authentic and compassionate and treat the other person with respect and dignity don't try to quote unquote sugarcoat the truth it's best to be forthright and honest about what's happened and about what you're going to do to make it right Since you're planning to start your own advice column, I might ask you, what is your advice to deliver bad news? Yeah, I think um, I think being authentic, like Google says, is important. I think there's like maybe not one right way. There's definitely wrong ways, though. And so I think at least in my experience, it's better to do something face to face potentially and have like a private conversation as well. Don't deliver bad news in the middle of like a big group together I don't know I think it all comes down to just respecting where the person's gonna be and acknowledging what's happening and it just depends on why you're there a little bit but at the end of the day you know it's not gonna be comfortable but it just like it is gonna be it's gonna be what it is so yeah bad news is bad news no matter how you say it sometimes sometimes it can be better the way you say you choose to say it but yeah, or sucks. sometimes it can be worse the way you choose. Mm, yeah. 
so let's get into our topic. Um, so today we're talking all about apartments. Getting a first apartment is so exciting. Uh, in the U.S., it's common to move into your first place right after school, whether that's high school or college graduation. Uh, but also many students, especially at big universities, will end up living in a house or an apartment while still in school. Um, so really moving into your 20s is when you get that first taste of independence, your first reality of having to pay your own bills. Um, but overall, it's a very exciting time. So let's start by talking about our first apartments, how we chose them, what they were like, and how the entire process went. Yeah, so... I mean, we both lived in apartments in college, but that was a different, I feel like a different experience because it was not like we had to go and like look for a place to live. It was sort of like our campus was in almost entirely residential. So our, my first apartment was actually after college when I got my first job. And I was actually out of the country at the time when I was trying to find an apartment. So that was, that was <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, it was an added layer of like, well, I need to figure this out, but in a different time zone. Um, so a friend of mine told me about an apartment that was going to be available um, because they knew the person who was moving out. And um, I ended up finding a roommate pretty quickly because I knew someone who was also looking for an apartment in my network. And then I couldn't really visit it because I wasn't around to, but uh, I emailed them and I didn't really get a chance to see it, but we signed the lease and when I came back, it was, that was my apartment. <laughs> um, the biggest factor, I think, for me with this was I didn't have a car at the time. So I needed something that was walking distance from work. And it was the only option because I wasn't living in a big city. I was living in a small town and there weren't too many apartments there. Most people <laughs> own and live in houses. So options were kind of limited and it, that just everything kind of worked out luckily. But my next few apartments were a bit different. What was your first apartment like? How did you how did you look for it? How did you get it? What was it like? <laughs> yeah, so I think I also, my first proper apartment uh, was for my job after graduating. So I was not in a different country. It sounds so stressful. Um, but I was moving to a new city. So I started out with a lot of online research. The company I was working for had a list of recommendations where folks had lived previously I hadn't really spent much time at all in the city I was moving to, so it was pretty fresh. So I relied a lot on their recommendations for certain neighborhoods. I also wanted something ideally walking distance because I didn't have a car, wasn't planning on bringing a car. Um, so it kind of helped me narrow my search. And then honestly, like <laughs> a lot of it was buildings that had decent looking websites and that I could get like a tour in on for the one weekend I was driving up to actually see buildings so that helped me narrow it down too um but so I narrowed it down I went and got to tour a few which was very helpful and then I ended up picking one in the downtown area um that was more affordable or comparatively affordable and still let me walk to work so I don't know it was nice it was a honestly it was a great first apartment it was had a lot of things I really liked about it, a few things that I would have changed the next time around. Um, but I also was living by myself, and it was the first time I'd ever, like, really had a place by myself. That summer, I'd interned outside of the country, and I had my own apartment there, but that was a very temporary experience versus signing a lease by myself was a very exciting uh, experience. 
So what about your subsequent apartments? Like, like how did your priorities change or like, what did you learn from that first experience or some of your other experiences? Yeah. So I ended up moving into this house and a big factor is that I was able to save a lot of money on rent, which was uh, very nice, especially traveling. I wasn't spending that much time actually in the place. Um, I think a few things I did find out are that location is something that's really important to me. So being able to walk to the grocery, walk to restaurants, walk to coffee shops, etc. I had that in the first place. I had it even more in the second place almost. So I think that was really keen is still something I value highly is feeling like I'm part of a community and have a lot of places kind of accessible from where I am. Um, my original apartment had like a little gym. Uh, I didn't use it as much as I probably should have, but I found out that having those amenities while nice are not really as essential. So I don't know. It's nice to know that like it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to pay extra for those. But I think the biggest thing I've realized or I learned, I guess, is that I had this awful European washer dryer combo that didn't really feel like it ever actually washed my clothes, definitely didn't actually dry my clothes. Um, So moving into a place with a proper separated washer dryer was huge. Um, So those are kind of some of the things that I learned from that experience. But you, I feel like you made a bigger change for your next apartment. So what about, like, what were some of the things you learned and wish you'd done differently? Yeah, I feel like the washer dryer thing is like definitely a a detail for me too, but I'll get to that. (laughs) Um, So I was, I had mentioned that I was living in a small town. I prefer living in cities. So I moved to the city um, that was closest to me and uh, it was a lot further away from work. But by this point I had a car. So that changed a lot of how I made this decision. While it increased my commute, it was more of the location played a huge part for me, like being closer to my friends and things like that um, was a huge consideration. Um, So I went and checked out a couple of different places and uh, obviously moving to a city, the rent was a lot, a little bit higher, but that was something that was like important to me to be near my friends. And I was making the commute anyway. So somehow the stars aligned and I got, had another roommate and uh, I found a great place and The biggest difference I feel like moving to this place was having a washer and dryer in unit because my first apartment didn't do that. We actually had to go outside and in winter when it's snowing outside, you really don't want to lug your laundry outside to another building. And I know that seems super small and kind of insignificant and maybe not everyone has that issue. But like for me, for someone who like I who needs a little push to do my laundry sometimes. <laughs> that made such a difference to me. And it was a huge like consideration. I actually did have a gym in my building and I have a gym in my current apartment as well, in my current building, but um, I used it a lot more in my old apartment complex than I do now, but that's mostly because of COVID. Yeah. Even though I do, like, I think I still, I had, I still had a gym membership, like, and took classes and whatever, but it was sort of like a balance of, what I was doing and what I was able to do Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense um let's talk about so we've both lived alone and lived with roommates I think Mm -hmm. there are some pros and cons obviously to both I think for me the some of the pros to having roommates were a bigger space that was more affordable that's a big one also having people around like it's fun to live with your friends you know so that was huge um But I think, too, one of the pros to living by yourself is, like, having 
your own space that's 100% your own. So if it's messy, it's your fault it's messy, but at least like it's your mess then. So I really appreciated both aspects. I guess now I do, I do have a roommate, um, but it's, I don't know. So it's like pros and cons to both, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. There are pros and cons to both. I feel like it's really how you want to live your life more than anything else. And it's a personal decision. I think also knowing how to communicate with roommates is really helpful. And I feel like back in college, we had to do like roommate agreements every year, which at the time is kind of like, oh, whatever, we'll be fine. But in reality, it is helpful to have conversations like, do you care if I leave dishes overnight? Like, what's your, and you, you'll probably have to compromise like most things, but being able to at least upfront say like, these are important for me versus these are not, because I know I've had situations where I think just like miscommunication leads to a lot of, I don't know, leads to conflict that doesn't need to be there if you just talk to each other. Um, So that's my plug for with roommates. I don't know. And that's my plug for life. Like communicate better. It makes things better. (laughs) In terms of location, I feel like that's also something that's very subjective. Like some people prefer living in like a really busy part of town or uh, like being on a main street and some people like the sort of more quiet location so it is super personal it's like um, what you enjoy it's weird to say that like I actually do enjoy the busyness quite a bit I think that's just what I've always been around even if I live by myself but yeah that's sort of been like a location consideration for me <laughs> yeah and I feel like for all of these things it's not like there's one right way to do it. It's more being aware of all these different factors and knowing what's right, the right thing for you. Um, Yeah, for sure. mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess that kind of helps us transition into talking about actually looking for an apartment and deciding where to live. Um, So let's start. I'm curious to hear how you search for apartments and were there apps you used? Like what process did you use? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So for the first one, it was kind of, there There was like no online mm-hmm. uh, apartment listings available. It was kind of like you needed to know where they were and what they were, which was actually not that bad because I kind of knew the area and I knew a lot of people living in the area. So it was a little bit easier. But with with my move to like a city, it was a lot different. Like it was I was online looking at tons of listings and their price range, but I was also on the their like the building's websites and property rental websites. I actually the biggest thing that I think I did was I drove to the neighborhood, like drove around looking at what was available, like what apartments were where and was like, "Okay, this would be a nice place to live" or like, "No, this might not work for me. This doesn't seem like an area I would like to live in." And also knowing where my friends lived and talking to them kind of it was very helpful. So it was sort of like a mix of things. It wasn't like online or offline. I think it was a mixture of both. I did a lot of research online before I went and drove around Mm -hmm. too. So I knew like, okay, this is this was like one of my top picks because it seemed to have everything that I liked. I actually had a whole spreadsheet (laughs) <laughs> an excel it. sheet of course i did um of everything like from the building's name the building's website how much rent cost what like whatever i was looking for whether it was a studio one bedroom two bedroom um i had the prices for that contact if i had talked to anyone i put that down there and like what they had said to me over the phone a lot of apartments were running specials 
they, mm-hmm. if you move during the summer so like some places will do like one month rent free or uh, no security deposit so like taking that into account as well um, and then I was listing like what amenities were important to me because I have to commute to work like I I couldn't like just get rid of my car and it was something that I would need anyway so I needed to make sure that whatever place I had there was some sort of parking available so yeah taking everything into account and uh, listing putting it in a spreadsheet really gave me a good idea on narrowing things down and availability too because not even if you like a place you don't know if it yeah. if they actually have units available I think the biggest thing I did with this like once I had a lot of my online research done put it into a spreadsheet I just started calling these apartment complexes mm. number after number I was <laughs> like hey like what's your availability uh, can I take a look at it like whatever was it was and it worked out pretty well yeah because they want tenants like they want people to move in so that's smart yeah. I did emails which I think probably got less responses but I also was doing a lot of my searching for my current place I was doing a lot of searching after work hours um, so emails were just easier but I like your combo approach I think driving around is so smart too because you can kind of look at google maps but you can't really get a feel for what the area is like until you actually like put yourself in it well, the good thing about driving around too was I actually saw apartment buildings that weren't listed on these websites That's because awesome. I saw that they were being developed and like in the city I live in, they come up like pretty quickly. And so if you see something's being developed, like I, I was looking way in advance. I was looking like six months before I actually had to move. And so I was like, okay, in six months, this could be done. I could move in here maybe. Yeah. And it's not listed anywhere. So doing that was super helpful too. Yeah, I feel like that's a good piece of advice, like to start early and just know different cities are going to have different timeframes. Like I know living in New York City, like you have to, I don't know, things happen in a week, like things happen so quickly. Whereas where I moved certain buildings, you wanted to be on the list at least four months in advance versus others within a couple months. And I, I ended up signing a lease in May, maybe to start moving end of July. So having an extra buffer just helps you work things out and again like these buildings want tenants so they're not gonna have an issue with finding people to like fill future slots um yeah I feel like I was just doing the research well in advance but really um you kind of have to look at apartments like actually gauge their availability like a month in advance so you should know what's in your price range and like Mm -hmm. have a good idea of that going into your like one month before you need to leave I think it also depends on when, if you have a previous apartment, like when you have to give notice. It's just give yourself the time and do the research. And one thing that's I've always found helpful is when you're moving to somewhere new, especially if you aren't as familiar, finding people who live there. Like for where I am now, I moved for school and my program had a list of recommendations. And we signed our lease in February and moved in in July because things move like you have to get in a lot earlier here, whereas other places it's different. So it is, and as you're doing your research, you'll start to see, you know, when you need to actually start talking to people. Actually, that's a great point you bring up. Some some of the apartment places that I looked at had like preferred employers, mm-hmm. um, and so if you're one of, if you are working for one of those companies that actually has a list of places, you could just ask them where they have. Um, I guess, like preferred living or have um, connections to those apartments. 
Yeah, because it's, it's just always helpful too to know that the place you're going is decent enough that somebody living there would recommend it too. And it, there's so many options for a lot of places. Just having something to help narrow it down, and like literally anything is helpful. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think too thinking about especially planning a move to a new city because so much more of your research happens online and then ideally you could you know drive out and see it still or fly out or however you need to get there um but one thing that we did is this was actually before kind of even covid stuff happened we did a facetime tour for one of our buildings because we couldn't be in town when the realtor was there and so she just called me and we saw it that way and so there are ways you can still try to at least get a feel for the space, even if you can't be there in person or like now, if you're just not comfortable going into a space like that, um, technology helped me at least finding and finding a place. Yeah, actually I, um, I was also, I actually looked for an apartment during the pandemic. And, um, one of the things that I had asked, I was like, is there any way I could see the apartment, but I didn't want anyone there with me. And this is still in the early stages. So we didn't really know, how like what what safety precautions we could take and so what we did was um the apartment complex uh like let me in and like had the door open um and I just did a self-tour like a self-guided tour they had everything set up they were actually really nice about it they like gave me a little (laughs) popcorn then they were like popcorn packet and they were like thanks for popping in Uh, it was very cute and they like left all the like brochures and materials that I would need and like someone's contact information right there so it was really nice, and I think that um, it was a good touch too on their part. Right, let's let's talk about more just advice in general. I think um, one thing that is important when considering places, I like I like your idea of having your full spreadsheet with like your need to haves versus nice to haves, kind of. So knowing knowing what you really need, and while it's fun to look at new places and imagine you're living there. If it's not checking a box that's essential for you, don't spend your time on it. Like we have a dog and there's some buildings I really loved that were not pet friendly. And it's like, there's not, there's like no point, you know, like if you can't, if the dog can't go, I'm not going. So knowing what is essential will help you narrow down your list too and help you be structured in what you're looking for. I think that's a, that's a great, great piece of advice. Like I think the other piece of advice that I would give people is like, uh, don't forget your utilities and other fees that apartments have sometimes Mm -hmm. apartments will have community fees for shared spaces sometimes they will have additional parking fees if some places do some places don't if they have that um some places will have like trash pickup utilities like aren't built in built into your rent some places will have it so like knowing that and asking those questions is super important too when you're looking for an, an apartment um, and making sure you're asking the the person who's leasing it to you. Yeah. Yeah, because they won't always say necessarily. Like, they'll usually tell you what's included and what isn't, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And especially if for utilities that are not included, it's you can sometimes ask, oh, what's an estimate for how much that would cost? Because I think that all is, like, you're going to have to pay it every month. So it's important to include that in your budget. Don't just look at the rent that's listed and say like, oh yeah, that that's fine. That's in my budget. When in reality, you know, you're going to have Wi-Fi, you're going to have other utilities, not to mention cost of living in general in that area. Um, so it is super important to keep an eye out for that and make sure when you're 
keeping track of all your different information, et cetera. Like make sure you're going for that all in number, not just rent without all the extras. Yeah, for sure. And like make, I think like a good place to start with apartment hunting, honestly, is just like making yourself a budget Mm -hmm. of like, how much do you actually spend? And if you don't know, and if it's your first job out of college, like ask someone else, it's fine. Like sometimes people will say that they want to, they don't want to talk about it and that's okay. But like, you can get a like rough idea at least most people will be willing to help you out and be like okay like you should estimate this much for this or um you could even look online i'm sure that there are a ton of places that have like cost of living estimators online as well yeah definitely Um, and like it'll just depend a little bit where you're going to like i think typically you don't want your rent to be more than 30 percent of your income potentially but in certain places like if you're living downtown of a big city you're probably going to be spending more whereas if you're living in the middle of a field in Wyoming it will hopefully be less um so like it's just being I like your idea of asking people too especially if you're moving for a job or for school or somewhere where you're going to do something and you're doing it with you're going where you'll have those other people who've already been living there and have gone through that they might be able to give you some pointers for area specific things you might not have even thought of yep (laughs) so let's let's switch gears a little bit to um what are some of your apartment essentials this is fun yeah let's get away from budgets and talk about fun stuff um okay so yeah I think the biggest thing I remember moving into my first place is well a I had not a lot of furniture and I was lucky that um I was lucky that my parents were able to let me inherit stuff like I inherited my childhood bed an old dresser they found at a garage sale etc so I had some of the basics but in general like furnishing an apartment is very expensive um oh yeah yeah so it's you gotta pick and choose or you gotta I had some friends who put it all on their credit cards and we're like counting down to our first paychecks which is one way to do it as well um but I think for me furniture wise obviously a bed was like number one and like even a mattress is enough but there's some cheap bed frames you can get and also having a place to sit besides the bed so I had a chair I bought or having a chair or a couch or somewhere that's not just your bed really makes your space more livable I think yeah I actually my first apartment I think I was sleeping on an air mattress for about a month because that's how long it took to deliver the mattress which was rather unfortunate. It was just this whole situation with me not having a car, basically. Oh, but um, it worked out, and I eventually I got a mattress and some furniture and whatever. But um, the the chair thing is super important. I didn't actually get a separate space for me to sit. I mean, like I had a table and chair in the kitchen and whatever, but it wasn't the same as like having a relaxation chair. It took me, I think, like a few months to realize like I did need a space where I could do that and just relax mm-hmm. in that chair or couch or whatever yeah that's my favorite chair yeah I my chair too I love my chair it's just nice to have it helps you separate your space from sleep to relaxation and now you know having a work from home space could be essential too um what about okay let's talk about like day one you just got your cues you're moving in I feel like there are a few things that are essentials um one of those being toilet paper, another being curtains, because often your place will not have any curtains. So unless you want like all the world to see what's happening, 
bringing like curtains like if you have nothing else bring curtains toilet paper um and i don't know like a pizza (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think those are all good things i'm trying to think of what else i had on like first day move in i think like if you're moving in there and you're living there um it's definitely important to have some kitchen supplies Mm -hmm. keep your kitchen supplies as the last thing out first thing in when you're moving um because that's probably gonna dictate how you eat and so um keep it wherever you are actually living yeah that's smart because like no matter what you're always gonna need meals (laughs) yeah yeah uh i think uh in terms of cleaning supplies uh like just having a small pan and whatever to clean but wiping everything down i do that whenever i get a new place i wipe everything down and clean everything so i get my lysol wipes my swiffer and my vacuum and i just go crazy have a cleaning day (laughs) um yeah it was actually really nice because uh a lot of apartments will deep have someone come in and deep clean the apartment before you move in. So sometimes it's not necessary, but I still like to do it. Mm-hmm. It'll be the easiest clean you'll ever do because you'll have. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then everything else is a mess <laughs> after that. Downhill. Yeah. Um, let's talk. I think kitchen stuff was important. Like you mentioned, it's important to physically have it on hand so you can start eating um, as soon as you move in. But for me, some of the essentials I bought. So I got like a pan set that just came with some basic pots, pans, spoons, etc. Kitchen towels. I think sometimes we forget that we need towels in the kitchen, not just the bathroom, but those can be used as hot pads. Also, I think if nothing else, having at least one good knife so you can cut stuff that will having two knives even better, but having just one is enough. And then storage containers too, at least Especially if you're living by yourself or cooking for just yourself, having a few Tupperware ready to go will help too. Yeah. And if you're not quite ready to like buy it or if you don't have the capacity to buy it, at least have like some disposable plates and knives and forks and whatever, just for the time being until you're able to get whatever you need. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like there's always going to be ways to find people who have stuff to give away too. So when we moved out, I was putting anything and everything I could up on like Facebook Marketplace, trying to give things away. I gave some stuff to you when I moved into the house. I had all this stuff for one person and I was moving into a place where four people were using the same kitchen and it was already overflowing with dishes. So it worked out. Um, Yeah, but I think one thing too we could talk about is when you're furnishing your apartment thinking about investment pieces versus affordable pieces and I think obviously the cheaper it is typically the lower quality it probably will fall apart soon I've had bookcases I or bookshelves I bought that fell apart within you know 12 months of owning them but yeah what are your thoughts on investing versus buying more affordable furniture especially for your first apartment yeah so I think it depends. Um, this is like a personal preference. I feel like I, when I shop or shop generally, I like buy things that I know um, I'm going to keep for a while. Mm-hmm. So when I bought my furniture, I didn't buy too much. I kind of like tried to keep it as a, at the bare minimum just to sort of split out the costs over over time. And so I ended up buying like a kitchen table and chairs and stuff. Um, And then I bought my bed and those were the two biggest pieces of furniture that I bought. 
Um, and then everything else sort of came in gradually. But I knew kind of what I wanted and went for it, knowing that it was like my nice to have kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then like I didn't spend as much on like lamps and things like that. Other like smaller items that I was okay with just general stuff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think it just depends like where what you spend your time doing will dictate what's worth the investment. I agree with getting going for like less is more and investing more in the things that are essential versus not getting a ton of stuff that's not necessarily essential but it will be cheaper. I think I um I have typically bought more affordable stuff just for budget-wise and knowing that as this is a temporary space, like the more investment pieces you buy, the more you'll have to move. And not that I necessarily buy furniture and then throw it away when I'm moving, but I feel like the, especially if you're buying like really nice quality tables or bed frames, like that stuff's heavy. (laughs) So from a practical point of view, I'm kind of like, if I don't want to move it, I'm not going to invest in it. Um, yeah, I feel like I bought things that I liked, but they weren't super expensive. I think I was still reasonable within that budget. Like, yeah. it wasn't like me dropping crazy amounts of money on my dining table and my bed. Like, no, it was still somewhat affordable. Yeah, there's like a middle ground essentially between getting that one $60 Ikea futon that nobody wants to sleep in versus getting a crazy expensive bed. Um, yeah. I feel like we both, we have the same bed frame actually. Um, <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> Fun facts. Um, but I do think um, as an alternative to investing in pieces, but not wanting to kind of go through that culture of like buying cheap stuff that breaks quickly, you can always go to thrift stores or look on apps and stuff for people giving things away or selling used um, furniture, especially for stuff like tables or chairs, things that aren't upholstered in particular. Um, that's a good way to get some unique stuff and probably some higher quality stuff that's a little bit better for the environment um, better for your wallet so that's something I try to do for our current place and especially if you have the flexibility to wait for the perfect thing and it's not like an urgent need um, that's potentially a good option too yeah I, I think that's definitely true and it, and ask ask the people you're around too yeah. like your coworkers might be getting rid of stuff or they might know where you can get um, some of your furniture pieces um so, yeah, they're like, I think like with upholstered stuff, it is a little bit like, it's a little bit different, but um, you can sort of um, navigate that if like, you know, the person and um, you're like, okay, yeah, they're not going to have crazy, <laughs> crazy furniture or whatever it is. Yeah. Or factor in the cleaning budget. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, okay, let's talk about how to make a space feel like your own. Cause I think that especially for your first apartment, it took me a while to be like, oh, yes, this is my apartment. Like, I felt like I was pretending for a long time. So what what are some things that you do that help you feel like you're in your own space? So I think the thing that I've learned over the years is that a thing that makes a space feel like your own is like when you hang things up on the wall, Mm-hmm. Um, which actually <laughs> I say that and I haven't really done it in my new apartment <laughs> new meaning I've lived here for six months um, but the thing for me I think like I know I feel really good about a space when I have whiteboards up it's just something that's like I think very specific to me I like writing on whiteboards a lot I think it helps me like 
organize my thoughts and um they're fun to have like when your friends come over they leave you little notes and it's cute um so I like to put my whiteboards up first and then um I'll sort of decorate with like lights or um really just organizing my furniture in a way that's functional for me is what makes it my own Mm. and organizing my closet really um, (laughs) I think is a huge part of it too um but I think actually like truly truly it making me feel good is like when I put up photos and things like that of my friends and my family um on the walls that really really does make it feel like home yeah I think that's so important and I think that's one of the things that people put off the most I feel like like in my uh, most of the spaces I've lived it's taken me months to actually get stuff on the walls so like if you can find a way to make that one of the be one of the first things you do I feel like just getting it up on the walls that makes a huge difference um and also trying to unpack as quickly as possible not like I don't know like don't like skip sleeping but my current place we actually didn't have wi-fi for a week and so we did all of our unpacking because we had nothing else to do um but that like I've also been in times where I moved I moved rooms within the same house and I didn't unpack for months because I was just kind of living out of boxes I was between I was busy I told myself so like just putting in the time up front to get things set up can make a huge difference I think yeah I, I completely agree I think the longer you sit with your boxes the and like avoid setting it up the less it feels like home yeah, because you're like you feel weird with boxes around you. You're like, um, and but then like when it's your actual stuff around you, you're like, okay, like this actually does feel like my space. Like I don't feel like a stranger in it. Yeah, like it lets you just be in the space. And for me, it's spending time and like cooking, especially just like doing things in the space is what makes it start to feel like my space and my home. And it's hard to do that when you're surrounded by boxes. <laughs> Just a just a smidge. Yeah, just a little. What's your favorite piece of decor in your apartment? Ooh, okay. So it's actually um it's this photo. It's the photo of you and me that we took with a pinhole camera. Well, I should we I say we you took with a pinhole camera in college. And I have it um I, we posted it on our Instagram for our analog versus digital episode, but I have it hanging on the wall behind me. Um so when I'm on Zoom calls, I actually see it on the wall behind me, but that's probably my favorite like I have some other some fun photos and some prints and things that I'll have nice memories but that one was just like such a classic us experience so I think that one's my favorite you have more of my photos hanging up on your walls than I do which is rare because normally you have a lot more photos up I haven't put any photos up in this apartment it's kind of sad I have like them up like on tables but I haven't I don't have them up on walls yeah it's tough because our building here doesn't do like command strips only work so well so that I feel like that makes a difference because I don't really want to drill holes if I don't have to yeah I think it's also like I I don't know about you but I feel like I struggle with like putting something up on the wall because I feel like it's going to be there forever which is not the case at all like you can take something down and change the photo inside it like it's not the end of the world but to me it's sort of like if I pick a photo, it's going to be up there and it's framed and it's like, that's its spot. And it, yeah, I like the flexibility too much. I need stuff that like can be like moved around a little bit. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I've, I feel like I'm the opposite where I'll just put it up and I'm like, okay, good. I did it. It's done. But 
Oh gosh. This but, is why we, we work together or exactly. we compliment each other. Yeah. You exactly. can decorate my apartment the next time you come. How's that? Oh my gosh, you have a better like I feel like you're more aesthetic. Like if I decorate, it's very like I just put stuff up on the wall and I'm like, okay, that's done. I think that's my problem though. I like want everything to fit in an aesthetic and if it doesn't, then I won't do it. And I think that's actually why I've not put up my photos because it doesn't fit with the the flow of my current apartment. Ooh, I mean, I think that's fair, but we got to find the happy medium between both of us. Then we'll be perfect. Cool. All right. Well, that's about it for our apartments episode. Questions for you. Um, what are your apartment hunting deal breakers? And do you have any tips to make the apartment hunting, moving, or decorating a space easier? Uh, let us know. Let us know if we should share back with the listeners. Curious to hear about your experiences. Follow us on Instagram at isinsation. Let us know what you think by sending us a DM or emailing us at isinsation at gmail.com. That's a wrap on our Apartment 101 episode. Thanks so much for listening. Rate and subscribe to our podcast for more episodes. Bye. Bye. Podcast produced by Isn't Sage. Music is Paradise by Ixon.